This is KCRW. I'm Madeline Brand. Time now for your weekend film reviews. And here with us is our favorite critic couple, Alonzo Duralde and Dave White, film critics and hosts of the podcast Linoleum Knife. Hello. 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 Happy end of summer. Oh, are happy uh, about that? I mean, we, are, we are ready for that. Bring on standard time. <laughs> 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 All right, let's start with a drama called Flora and Son. The stars Eve Hewson, who some might know from that TV series, Bad Sisters. She also happens to be the daughter of Bono. I just learned that. And the movie also stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I might learn the guitar myself. That's just too funny. Takes years of practice, commitment. Are you really going to talk to me about commitment? We're ready to teach you how to shred the knob on guitar. So, you want to learn the guitar? This is a gift you can take to your grave. What's your problem? I didn't know I had a problem. You're teaching guitar online, love. All right, Alonzo. So, Flora is a single mom. Her son, Max, is struggling and disconnected. And she tries to get him to pick up a guitar to help. But then she picks up the guitar. Tell us more. So, yes, exactly. She is uh, co-raising Max with her ex, uh, who is played by Jack Rayner, um, uh, who previously appeared in John Carney's uh, Sing Street. This is the latest film from John Carney, who did Once and uh, Begin Again, as well as Sing Street. And so, yeah, she starts taking these online lessons from uh, a character played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's in Los Angeles. She's in Dublin. And as she learns to play the guitar, uh, things open up for her. And maybe she might even be able to sort of mend her very fraught relationship with her son, Max. And, uh, you know, this is a John Carney movie. So it means music is going to heal you. This is these are the story. This is the story that he likes to tell, but he tells it really well. So Carney isn't corny. Oh, 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 he's corny. Oh, he's full corny. He's totally corny. But I, I, we were watching this and Dave said he makes the same movie over and over again. And I said, yeah, but I love that movie. Uh, this is his fourth film now. And I'm in the tank for all of these. I, I am a big fan of, of what he does, of the way that he conveys. It, I'll tell you, one of the hardest things to do in a movie is to show the process of a song being written. I always think of Britney Spears in Crossroads being like, <laughs> I'm not a girl. Like it, it's, it's hard to make it look organic. And he does it every single time. Dave? Alonzo likes to describe the Britney Spears uh, songwriting process in Crossroads, but I prefer to think of the Mariah Carey songwriting process <laughs> in Glitter. Mm. Uh, as he said, he gave away the game. Uh, John Carney cannot stop making the same movie over and over again. I did indeed say that to him as we were watching this. Mr. Carney believes in perfect sound forever. The thrill of discovering what music can mean to you and what music can do to build bonds between people, even and always estranged people. This is a very sweet fantasy that finds its you know, voice in that magical moment where everything comes together. And I wish I could say these things without sounding like I hated it. <laughs> because <laughs> I am not opposed to the Ted Lasso style fantasy of coming together and loving each other with a common goal in mind. You would have to be a curmudgeon to hold that against him. I might be a little bit of a curmudgeon. Like it, I think you are. I think we know I that. I fought by now. this movie. I fought it from the opening frame. When Eve Hewson shows up and I'm like, 
okay, Bono's daughter. And I knew she was Bono's daughter from the from the get-go, from the moment she started acting in things. I thought, who do you look like? I know that last name. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard at first to believe her as this uh, struggling working-class mom. And she sells it. She sneaks up on you in this movie. And by the end of the movie, you are cheering for her. And you are cheering for this family. And you are cheering for the kind of boring songs that they're all writing together it grew on me i can't claim to be whole hog into into this situation the way alonzo is like i liked it i liked it when it was over he loves it i will say this no matter what whether you think his stuff is too goopy or not nobody makes movies about the way people write music or even the way people listen to music the way that John Carney does. Okay. And I, Once is a really beautiful film. And I even I think when you donate to NPR, that's the movie they jump you in with, right? Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. And the rest of his later output has been nice. Oh, stop <laughs> it. I'm, I'm, it's been nice. Okay. Nice is nice. Nice is nice. It's not bad. Nice, nice is, is not not, bad. not nice. So, all right. <laughs> Flora and Son in the select theater is beginning today. Next up, a documentary called Invisible Beauty. This is about a pioneering black model named Beth Ann Hardison. These people thought that we were less. I let them know we are here. She realized she was the message. She represents this power. A lot of designers did not use models of color. No blacks, no ethnics. You don't know what it's like to be invisible. Where are the black girls? I saw the Black Girls Coalition. She moved our glamour and our good looks into the arena of activism. She's a game changer. All right, Dave. So Beth Ann Hardison also co-wrote and co-directed this. Tell us more about her and her life. Uh, well, yeah, this is an autobiographical documentary co-directed by her and the go-to guy for fashion documentary, French filmmaker Frederick Cheng, whose resume now includes working on Valentino, The Last Emperor, and directing or co-directing the documentaries Dior and I, Halston, and Deanna Vreeland, The Eye Has to Travel. And that clip just told you everything you need to know about this movie. Uh, Beth Ann Hardison began her life as a model in the 1970s. She broke through with the collaboration of black designers Stephen Burroughs and Willie Smith as a dark-skinned black model at a time when the industry did not have a place for a woman like her. She took that opportunity and she ran. She started her own agency in the 1980s and the film shows you exactly. She had all the cool models in her company. Uh, she became an activist within the industry. She held so many companies accountable for their institutional bias. She started the Black Girls Coalition for Models. She later began with Iman and Naomi Campbell by her side, the Diversity Coalition, that began compiling numbers of who was mm. in the ads, on the runways, on the boards of designers, companies. She's mentored young models and designers of color. She has been everywhere at once. And this is a densely packed informational film where you get the feeling that you've only heard a fifth of her amazing story by the time it's over. Wow. Uh, you see her writing a book in the doc, and I'm like, well, when's that book coming out? Because I need to read it. She's in uh, her 80s now, right? She is. Late 70s, early 80s, uh, hard to tell. But <laughs> um, 
she's an amazing person and she's done amazing things within an industry that people often shortchange culturally when it really informs so much of culture and what people want to be. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is a very cool documentary. Alonzo, I ashamedly had never heard of her. You know, of course you hear the names Iman, Beverly Johnson, etc. But why don't we know her name? Why isn't she a household name? Well, I think she she paved that path for for Iman, for Beverly Johnson, for Veronica Webb, for for all of the models that came after her. And, you know, now there is a documentary about her. So we don't have that excuse anymore. We absolutely <laughs> will know her name. And I mean, there's so much that's so fascinating about her story. But not only the fact that she had to fight those battles in the 70s and 80s but then she had to fight them again and again in yeah, mul- yeah. multiple times because you get to the 21st century you get to the you get to the the berlin wall coming down in the 90s and suddenly prada and and you know calvin klein all these different you know fashion houses are giving you this parade of eastern european anonymous identical models and completely disappearing everyone of color all of the 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 ethnic groups and so you know she's got to rev this thing up again you know this is a woman who was there who you know her father was an imam and malcolm x was a childhood visitor to her home and she's also then having to fight the all the the black lives matter you know battles like she she is a part of history and she is part of the 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 wheel of history that just keeps going around and around again but she's always there always at the forefront you know, there to make change. Uh, you know, she is the mother of Kadeem Hardison, the co- the star of A Different World. Like, you learn all these different facets of her life. And she was just somebody who was in the exact right place in history to do the things that she did, and she's still doing them. Invisible Beauty in limited release beginning tomorrow. Moving on to The Origin of Evil, a thriller from director Sebastian Marnier. J'aurais voulu parler à Serge. Serge, je pense que c'est ta fille. Pardon, je suis tellement heureuse de vous rencontrer. Okay, so here a woman calls up another woman and says, I wanted to talk to Serge. And she, Stephanie, tells Serge, I think I'm your daughter. After meeting at his home, she tells him it's beautiful. He shushes her. Dave, what's happening here? Uh, she goes to the house. <laughs> and... Uh-huh. And they tell her, you know what? Don't come back. And it's a fancy keeps... house. It's a wealthy house. Oh, oh, it's it is an estate. It's fancy it is an estate. Yeah. Uh, they say don't come back. She keeps coming back, and then stuff happens. Bad stuff happens, and that's all I'm going to tell you about the plot. Sebastian Marnier's uh, Wheelhouse is the suspense thriller. And this one is not going to win any awards for originality. You can see the influence, the technique, the plot points, the history of this style of filmmaking from films by people like Brian De Palma, Claude Chabrol, Henri-Georges Clouseau, bringing it back to France as a reference point. But it is fully absorbing and quite entertaining as an exercise in, ooh, what's going to happen next? And who's going to turn out to be the worst of this entire cast of rotten people? And I had a good time. Ooh, Alonzo. It's a yarn. It is absolutely the kind of thing where you just don't know where this is going to go, but you can't wait to find out what it's going to, where it's going to take you. And yeah, who's going to be the the absolute worst of these despicable, despicable people. Is it French succession? Elevator pitch. Uh, 
deadlier. Yeah. Ooh, okay. The Origin of Evil in theaters in limited release beginning today. Last up, let's talk about a movie you two have seen many times since your college years. It's considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest, concert films of all time. Stop Making Sense, Jonathan Demme's film about the Talking Heads, three-night performance at the Hollywood Pantages Theater back in 1983. Here's a clip. Hi. I've got a tape I want to play. Ah, there he is, David Byrne in that suit, Psycho Killer. So this film has been remastered in 4K, and it's coming to the IMAX theaters. And Alonzo, take us back to when you first saw this film and and what you thought of it. It's uh, fall of 1984. I'm a freshman at Vanderbilt University. We have a, a the, we we have flown we have flown in fancy pants New York City film critic James Walcott for a, a series a, a, a critical eye series, and this is the film that he has chosen to bring with him. And I was not a big Talking Heads fan at that point. I'd always found them a little arty and off-putting. <laughs> but by the end of this movie, I was a complete convert, and I think that's the effect that this movie had on a lot of people. It is so electrifying and so joyous that whatever your uh, previous uh, knowledge or affection of the band, you come away a rabid fan. Hmm. Well, why is this such a great concert film, Dave? For me, it opened up my ideas of what concert presentation could be. You know, I grew up in small towns outside of live music opportunities. So by the time I saw this film, I had seen a uh, Texas hardcore band, Big Boys at a punk club, and Amy Grant at a bowling alley. And <laughs> and so I I got to this movie, you know, and I'd seen concert films before, but I got to this movie and I realized that with Artie and Offputting being my actual middle name, that concert presentation could be something else. It didn't have to just be people on a stage. There could be an element of art to it, to the building of a story as the concert played out. And that's exactly what Stop Making Sense is. It begins small and ends huge. And you're watching it and feeling it build along the way. And everything about it is intentional. Every moment is executed with the precision of people who know exactly what they are doing and where they want to go. It is also incredibly jubilant. Just, you know, don't ask me to get up in the aisles and dance. I'm going to be waiting for the run of this and IMAX to to have a couple weeks mm-hmm. before I go, because I just don't like audience participation in any way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're a curmudgeon. I had almost forgotten. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> And, and hey, listen, Los Angeles power brokers, anybody out there who has the rights to Jonathan Demme's 1987 performance film, Swimming to Cambodia, could we have a Blu-ray, please? <laughs> okay. From your mouth to someone's ears. <laughs> I'm not going to say God's ears. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> the opposite. All right. That does it for this week. Alonzo Duralde, Dave White, film critics who host the podcast Linoleum Knife. Go check that thing out. It's fantastic. Thanks, you guys. Thank Thank you. you.